climb up to the highest mountain around and couldn't find nobody. Went down into the deepest valley, looked around and they couldn't find nobody. Went across the deep blue sea, couldn't find one to compare to your grace, your love, your mercy. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody great, nobody greater, Lord, nobody greater than you. Nobody couldn't find nobody. High and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody great. Nobody greater, nobody greater. I want to thank you for joining us this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is Inside the Pages. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is August 5th. God has blessed us to make it to the eighth month, the fifth day, 2021. What can we say except thank you, Jesus? Oh, searched all over, couldn't find nobody. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Yes, we believe the Bible is the word of God. And we're, because of that, we're faithful. We're bold. We're the church. Because we believe the Bible is the word of God, we know, we don't just believe, we know it for a fact that the best way to face The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no plan A. There's no alternate method. But obedience to the word of God. And now I'm, I'm just touched by the mere fact that, you know, God has allowed us to know him. He revealed himself to us. And so I'm, I'm just appreciating him right now. I feel overwhelmed uh, to know him right now, you know, and so I'm just kind of coming uh, uh, unglued right now. You know, we've been in the book of Revelation talking about how uh, God has blessed 
The Bible said that uh, for those that hear the word and keep the words of the commandment, the testimony that we're reading about, they'll be blessed. They'll be blessed. And so we're in the book of Revelation understanding, uh, taking it apart bit by bit to know what God is saying, understanding how it applies in the first message that there is, the, the, the very stirring messages that are coming forth is to the angels, the pastors of the church, uh, not to the people, to the pastors, the leadership. Leadership has to be in order. We can't preach to others and tell others what to do. And we're out of order. Paul said, after I've preached, I don't want to be a castaway. I'm paraphrasing that, but and neither do I. I don't want to preach to others. I don't plan on preaching to others and then and then go to hell. And so we have all must line up with the word of God. And the only way that you're going to do that is understanding and knowing how great God is, that he is sovereign. You know, the church, one of the churches uh, had everything right. They had all the right programs in place. They, they knew the doctrine and everything, but they had left their first love. They didn't have an intimate relationship with God. There was no, no pillow talk going on late at night. There was no, 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 I love you in the windows or anything like that that was occurring. They did it by the book, but there was no intimacy. There was other churches that, uh, that, in, that they had it down to. But they allowed other, they compromised their relationship. They, they, they held on to the doctrine of Baal, the doctrine of Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans, they held on to the, 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 they allowed Jezebel. One church even gave Satan a seat because they knew where it was. They knew he had a seat among them. And they didn't do anything to, to evict him, to kick him out. And it was corrupt. And the Bible said evil communication corrupt good manners and so we're in the book of revelation on sunday mornings i encourage you to join in and hear the teaching the unadulterated truth there's nothing being sugar-coated uh it is as is it is the word of god in his raw state and it convicts everybody it will god know how to act give you his anesthesia you know like he did adam uh, adam the bible said that he caused the sleep to go over him and and he took a rib from him. God applied his own anesthesia and did surgery. Don't you know that God knows how to apply his own anesthesia in your life and do surgery and remove the, 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 the sin, uh, the cancer that 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 has invaded man humanity and is killing will kill all of us unless we repent and change our ways, unless we. Uh, turn from our wicked ways unless we uh, have our sins remitted uh, the bible said remission of sin and it should be preached in his name and it's the name of jesus uh, they baptized in the name of jesus uh, for remission of sin and so and they lived according to the word of god and that's what we must do and that is live according to the word of god we're in the book of acts the 18th chapter <laughs> And so the Bible says that, uh, and well, before we go into the word of God, Father, I pray and ask that you'll bless those that are uh, listening. Lord God, each one under the sound of my voice, I ask that you would bless them right now, Savior. You know the need of every individual, Lord God. You know the things that they're dealing with, what they might, what they're going through. 
you know what they'll be going through tomorrow if you tarry. You know, Lord God, what plans the enemy may have. And I pray and ask that you would strengthen, that you would fortify your people through your word. Lord God, fortify, give us, bless us, Lord God, to, uh, that we retain and maintain the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, to keep our girds, our, our groans uh, girded about, Lord Jesus, and our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, and to hold on to the sword of your word as a tool to help others be delivered. The shield of faith, Lord God, help us, Lord. Lord, if there's any area of unbelief, any area of struggle, Lord, I pray and ask that you would help, Lord. Lord Jesus, we depend on you. You are our Lord, you are our Savior. Lord God, you said that you would bless those that diligently seek you. You are rewarded of them that seek you earnestly. Lord God, and that's why we've gathered together. That's why we're listening to your word. That's why we are reading your word. That's why we are meditating on your word, because we know that there is great reward. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you will crown our heads with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Lord, help us to keep the vows that we have made to you. Lord Jesus, and bless us not to make foolish vows. Lord God, and to handle business. Lord Jesus, as we should. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name now. If there's any that are sick among us, Lord Jesus, those that uh, are maybe in the hospital, those that are at home, whatever the situation is, the ailment, I pray and ask that you would bless them, bless whatever medicine that they are taking to do his job. Lord God, that body belongs to you. That soul belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're in the 18th chapter of, of Acts. And so the Bible said, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. And he found certain, uh, he found certain, found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately uh, come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Now, they weren't there vacationing. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to go to Italy on a vacation. I'm not sure of that day and time, but maybe today, if it wasn't for the what's going on worldwide, it would be nice to go on a vacation. Go someplace different. You know, I, I've been to conventions, you know, church meetings, spent days, ten, two weeks in a meeting, used up my vacation time. Uh, to be there, and it, it was a blessing. I, I I was blessed. I learned things and and understood some things a lot better. And the Lord blessed me. And however, I I, I realized that I didn't have no more vacation time. You need to go on a vacation to just relax. Sometimes you need to go and just decompress. Let things go. Uh, certainly, you go on vacation. Do not go to work. Because it's going to take hours. It's going to take maybe even a few days for you to get out of that work mode and really and learn how to enjoy yourself. Now, some of you may already know how to do that. Some of you may be doing it already. But there are those that I remember going on vacation and I was so disappointed on my way home uh, because I realized that that I didn't 
I did not let the work go the entire time I was there. It wasn't until I was on my way home that I, I started and it was too late. And I made up in my mind at that point that I would never, ever go on a vacation and allow myself to um, not leave the work behind. And so um, the Bible said that uh, Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. Uh, don't wait too long and go someplace. And if you marry, certainly y'all need a vacation after raising children. But this was not, they were not on vacation. They were coming uh, because that uh, Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. And that's why they were coming from Italy. Because there was, Claudius just said, get out. And so they had to leave. I'm telling you to get out and go on vacation. And, and so, uh, listen, and because he was of the same craft, Paul, see, Paul wasn't just an evangelist. He was just not the apostle unto the Gentiles, but he was also had a craft. And because he was of the same craft, uh, he abode with them. He stayed with them. They stayed close near each other. And for the occupation, they were tent makers. So in our day and time, they was construction workers. Uh, they would have put together some place for you to stay at, a nice home or something, you know, in our day and time. But they, they were tent makers of that day. So Paul worked with his hands. Uh, he handled business, uh, had degrees. He said, I'm a Pharisee, other Pharisees. He studied under the best, but his, he was a tent maker. He had a craft. Uh, just similar to me, I'm I'm a technician uh, in the in information technology, and so um, I have a craft, and I, I study for it. I, I stay busy, stand up on new technology, understanding uh, what I need to understand for my profession, and um, and there are many others, many other pastors that that work. They enjoy working. Um, some pastors don't work. Well, let me change that. You're going to work. If you're writing a book, you're working. That's work. And, and so um, whatever you, you, you put your hand to is, has labor involved. And so Paul uh, labored as a tent maker. And the Bible said he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. You know, even though I'm, I'm in the church, I reason with others. You know, we don't call them synagogue today, at least not where I go or churches that I visit. But uh, but I go to reason with others, the gospel. And uh, the gospel is meant for those that are saved and those that are not saved. And that's where the, the reasoning come in, because we all need to be reasoned with because we can do some foolish things. We all need to reason because we can have some weird thoughts. We all need to be reasoned with because of our upbringing. Everybody is brought up different. We have different thoughts in our minds and everything. And some, some of that stuff need to be washed out. And so the Bible said that he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timothy was come from Macedonia, remember he had sent for them and that now they're arriving. It took time for them to travel. We, you know, we jump in our cars 
and drive 30 minutes and complain about that. And it may take us, it may take us 40 minutes, depending on traffic. It may take you an hour and a half, depending on where you're going in the traffic. But we seem to complain about those things, even though we're riding in luxury, you know, uh, I, I refer to cars as bucket on wheels. And so, um, uh, you know, if you if you have a bucket on wheels I, and I know it could be a 2021, whatever you've purchased, I, I still look at it as a bucket on wheels. And so um, you are able to go to and fro. They were walking. The luxury that they may have received was catching a boat to go somewhere or, you know, but or if they were or if they had a mule or if they had a horse. But other than that, if they had to walk, you know, those 20 miles that, that they were that we go in minutes uh, would take them quite some time. They didn't have Nikes. They didn't have no, no uh, Pumas to put on their feet to run it out. You know, to jog a little bit, they they were wearing sandals and the roads was rough and there was a lot of caution that needed to be taken. And so it took time to travel. And so finally, Tim, Silas and Timothy were come from Macedonia. And Paul was pressed in his spirit. He felt led to testify to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is. Now, the word is represents a singular form of the word uh, be. And so Jesus being who he was, mm -hmm, being who he was. Uh, how many still have, have Bibles? I know we use electronic devices, but I, I'm using my Bible right now. I'm using paper. Yes. I don't know if, if someone still remember that, you know, uh, in the garage, uh, my, now my, my young, they're not children. I don't have children. They're young adults and I respect them and appreciate them. But when they were children and they'll always be my children, when they were children, they went in the garage and they were looking around through some boxes and they saw, uh, I heard them laughing and they said, he has records and they had never seen, I didn't realize they had never seen a record before they saw a CD, but they had never seen a record. And they found that so comical. And, and I think in our day and time, how many of your children know what it means to really sit down and read a Bible or, a, or read a book that is not online? Well, the Bible says in Philippians, the second chapter, and I'm going to read the fifth verse, it said, let this mind be be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being, remember, is, is another form of the word being. Um, so let this mind uh, be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Where was it at? In It was in him, uh, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, uh, being made... Uh, himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore god also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And at of things heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And uh, that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. And you'll also find that in uh, Isaiah 45 and 3, which repeats the very same thing that at the name of Jesus, it says at the name that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess of who he is. And we're bowing and confessing who he is right now. We're not waiting for them. As soon as we have learned, we practice in some good common sense that we bow down now. Uh, the Bible said in Isaiah uh, uh, 45 and 20, look unto me and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth and righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and so we, we're looking unto the lord why because he is he is savior he is the one to save us and that's paul was stressing that out he was stressing uh that fact and it needs to be stressed even today the pastor is uh is the one that god uses he's not your lord he's not your savior now god could use them and as he has done to point us in the right direction i appreciate my pastor so much even more so now that i was pointed in the right direction and when when the time came there was a lot of maturity that that came about and and her the teaching that I received has blessed my soul. And I, I'm, you know, you have to live the life. If you appreciate what was given to you, then you have to make sure that you show that by the life that you live, not by the words that you speak. I, I hear a lot of people uh, saying those things that, that how much they appreciate and, you know, but they don't live the life. It, this is a lifestyle. And your words have to line up. Your lifestyle has to line up with the stuff that you're saying. And so uh, you have to appreciate. And so he was stressing it that Jesus is. Every preacher that, uh, and you, and, and let me just put it this way, you that are living the word of God, you're stressing in your lifestyle that Jesus is is lord there's no greater message than to say that he is he is whatever you want you need him to be uh he's your your comforter uh-huh he said he'll be a comforter uh he is uh to the fatherless he is to the motherless he can he is a helper of those in need the bible said the lord is a present help he is he is he is and, and so uh the Bible uh, lets us know that Paul, after his spirit, that was not Jesus calling that. He felt pressed in his spirit uh, that he uh, uh, that in him uh, letting people know who the Lord was. Uh, he can. The Bible said, and they opposed him. Everybody didn't agree. Uh, some folks was tripping. 
and they blaspheme. They they said things that they should not have been saying. You're going to have opposition. Some of the opposition that you have may not be people running up in your face doing things. It may be that that you'll find yourself in some trouble uh, because of uh, disembodied spirits will influence others. And you'll find yourself dealing with situations, maybe in the home, on the job, you know, uh, all of a sudden things start breaking. You know, you'll find yourself under attack and you know you're living right. You know you're doing what's right. You know, there's a difference when things start falling apart and you're not living a lifestyle uh, that says I'm separated. I'm living a lifestyle of holiness and I'm making a difference between that which is clean and unclean. Uh, I believe that's what the Lord uh, pointed out about in Ezekiel when we were in the 44th chapter and just come to a conclusion that uh, came to an end of that on Tuesday night where the Lord said uh, the, the uh, his people, the ministers, need to make a difference of that which is holy and unholy. And so uh, they blaspheme and he shook his remnant and said unto them, your blood be upon your own head. I'm clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. Now, unless the Lord tell you to do that, you don't give up on nobody. Uh, if somebody gave up on you after the first time that you heard the word of God, or they came and witnessed to you, you'd be uh, no telling where you would be at. But God kept sending a witness. He kept sending a word. This was Paul. And Paul said he's going to go to the Gentiles, which is what God called him to do, to be an apostle unto the Gentiles. And so he reached out to others because that was his heart's desire. That was the thing that was in him, was to reach out to everybody. He, he had a known responsibility, but he was reaching out to whomever would listen. But they opposed him. They stood against him. And so uh, after he had exhausted himself, you know, poured itself out. He said, your blood be on your own hands. Now, uh, he was devoted. He was absorbed in what he was doing. And it was by order of the high command. You know, there's no higher calling. There's no higher office in the land than that of ministry. Uh-huh. Uh, you could rise and, and make it to the Senate. You can rise and and be part of Congress. You can rise and 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 set in with the administration or even become the administrator of one of the greatest nations in the world. But if you're not saved, if you're not sanctified, if you're not ministering for the Lord in your home, within the temple that you dwell, uh, you are living beneath your privilege. And at the end of the day, you'll be like Herod. You'll be like others that, that rose up to fame and high power and died uh, separated from God. And so the Bible lets us know that Paul was devoted and in that devotion, he was constrained and he was compelled. Uh, I hope you're, you're constrained and compelled. You, you know, no matter, I'm learning to press. You got to press your way. You might feel tired, but you need to press your way sometimes. You might feel not feel like doing it, uh, but you need to press your way. Why? Because you're devoted, because you're absorbed. You're caught up all in this. You're about this life. You, you feel constrained. You feel compelled to do the will of God. And because of that, 
You need to understand it. As Paul told them, he said, your blood be upon your own heads. Why? Because you're taking matters and you're not hearing what's being said. Now, anytime we hear what God is saying, we hear the word of God, we're exposed, God exposes us to it. You need to not take matters in your own hand because you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. The Bible said, and he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshiped God. Uh, you know, you can tell when you walk and go into someone's home and you feel the presence of God, you feel the peace, you feel the tranquility, you feel, you can feel that around a person. If you get around somebody that say, I go to church, I'm serving the Lord. They may not use those words, but I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I'm this, I'm that. And you feel a disruptive presence around them. Uh, kindly excuse yourself because something is not right about that person's spirit. Uh-huh. The Bible tells us to be uh, uh, cunning. It tells us to be, but also tell us to be gentle. So you can be smart. You can be wise, have a good understanding, but don't be dogmatic. Don't be brutal. Don't be a serpent. Don't be venomous. Uh, don't don't be slinging the word of God like a hammer. Uh, no, be wise. He that wins souls is wise. So you want to be wise. And so he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshiped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And so he, he this Justice lived close by the church. And there was... Uh, Christ was uh, the chief ruler of the synagogue. The Bible said, believed on the Lord with all his house. He believed on God. He believed the word of God with all his house. He was raising his family. To, you need to know God. You need to know the Lord. And, he, and they all believed. If he had servants, he, he made sure that they knew and understand and believed. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Now, belief is not baptism. Baptism is submersion in water, not sprinkling of water. But he that those believed and they were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. Oh, you got free reign, Paul. You can go, man. Go, go, go for it. For I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city. What an awesome uh, place to be where he's able to allow the Lord to use him. You know, sometimes the minister is uh, gets up to speak the word and in preparation, God gives certain revelation, certain knowledge. And of course, all rhema word is backed up by scripture. There is no rhema word that you're going to receive that is not backed up by scripture. Uh-huh. It, it's it, You're not going to get that. Nope, nope. Everything is backed up by the word of God. If it is not found in the word of God, run for us. Run. You get out of there because it needs to be validated by the word of God. Mighty God. And so the Lord told Paul, he said, listen, he said, I am with you. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. God is with you. I know we like to tell, we tell our buddies, we tell people, I got your back, man. I got you in this. But when the Lord say, I got you, I got you. What more? <laughs> I got you. And he may have a whole, a whole, you don't know who's standing with him when he say, I got you. So you need to understand, I got you. And he said, no one shall harm you. You know, we like Isaiah, uh, no weapon formed. God told, Paul said, no, no man will harm you. And Paul, remember, Paul has gone through some things. And he's had to run for his life. But here he can relax. He can relax. I got you. And no one is going to hurt you. For I'm with you. I have many people here. I have many people here. Wherever you are today, know that you're not alone. God has many people. You may not have met everybody. Paul didn't meet everyone. But those that he met was enough. And God told him, I have many people in this city. There's some that you have not met yet. And certainly there's some people that we haven't met. I want to encourage you, the church, to know that, that God, God, he's got you. He's with you. And he's not going, no one is going to harm you. You're going to hold on to the word of God and you, you're going to be sensitive. You're going to be tentative to what God has to say so that when he say, go to the right, you turn right. When he say, turn left, you turn left. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Ask Lord God that you will keep our minds stayed on you. Lord God, we know that you're able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless in your presence to you be the glory in jesus mighty name amen listen this is pastor carl henderson of cornerstone apostolic church located at 524 east pasadena street in the city of pomona i look forward to seeing you here or seeing you caught up uh, remember the songs featured are respectively the property of the songsters the artists and their producers Listen, I'm, I'm going to be in Los Angeles on Sunday, uh, preaching the word of God at uh, Pastor Griffin's uh, appreciation. And so we'll be there. Cornerstone will be there supporting uh, Life Anew uh, and encouraging them to hold on and to be inspired because the woman, uh, the pastor has certainly inspired me as a young man. Uh, when I met them, they inspired me and, and really sparked a hunger and thirst in me for the word of God. And I appreciate them. And so we want to be there to encourage them. And want to, like I said, encourage you. And I'm asking you to encourage someone else. Encourage someone else. Uh, just, just tell them. Just, just say, go to church with me. Don't say nothing else. Don't, don't try to push. Just tell them to go with you. Just invite them. Take them to lunch or something. But uh, let's, let's, be, uh, let's, let's reach out to somebody and be a blessing. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. If you're starting your day, have a wonderful morning and certainly uh, allow him to be God. Allow God to be God. Amen.